Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Welcome to the Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm reunited with a friend of mine, Ellie Hyde. In this podcast, we talk about the importance of following your passion, doing what you love, and Ellie's work and energy and time that goes into her photography. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode well, hi ellie how you doing you all right thank you for hey, i'm hey. good how are you <laughs> yeah yeah well, good side good it's good it's um good to see you again after like quite a few years it's been a while it's been a while yeah i don't yeah. think i've seen you since yeah. you lived in nottingham because i think the last time yeah. you came for an extended period of time i was in australia for that year so I don't think I've seen you for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, no, it's been a couple of years. It's crazy how time flies sometimes, isn't it? I know. This is the thing, like, I feel like I only came back to England a short time ago, but it was, it was about five years ago. So this past five years has just zoomed by. Yeah. Like, a lot's happened. No, actually... It also feels like nothing's happened sometimes. But then when you think back, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, a lot has. Yeah, it's mad. It's like when you see on Instagram, you see these, like, well, on Facebook, it's like 10 years ago, this happened on this date. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's great. We left school because I think you're in my school. Yeah, we left school 10 years ago, which is just baffling to me. Like we left school yeah. a decade ago. It makes me feel old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't does mean, does mean I'll actually think about it like that. When you think about but, uh, that time frame. Oh, I know. Ago. I know, it's crazy. I mean, like, back then, we just used to worry about, like, you know, your phone, your pay-as-you-go phone. I think that was it. Yeah, pay-as-you-go phone. And it was back in the times of MSN and Bebo and MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It's all changed now. Now we've all got everything just on our phones. To just scroll through whenever we want them. Yeah. 
I mean, it's amazing how technology evolves and how people evolve. I find it fascinating. Um, mm. But like, I know, I know a couple of minutes ago we were talking about um, lockdown and you were saying like how, how some girls might have been feeling throughout this. Yeah, so I guess this goes with the having just a phone to scroll through at all times. With social media, having it at your fingertips, I think a lot of people maybe feel... Well, I know we were talking about perfectionism. I think maybe girls in particular, some guys may feel this way, who are maybe used to getting their hair cut or their nails done or their eyebrows done or whatever it may be. And with salons being closed for so long, I've noticed there's been less pictures of... Obviously, there's no group pictures because no one's really seen each other, but people haven't even really been taking selfies. And I feel that maybe some people have got into a mindset of feeling that they need to look a certain way or put on a certain look for not necessarily for likes or, or whatever but I feel that maybe they look at themselves and see imperfections that others may not see because they're used to seeing themselves only looking good in their heads if they've been to the salon or if they've done this or that or if they're dressed up for a night out and I feel that now lockdown's easing up maybe people might get a little bit more confidence in themselves and maybe not feel the need to wear makeup or feel the need that they've got to have their hair straightened or curled or whatever it may be for them and maybe embrace their own natural selves a little bit more and not feel that they need to be so not perfectionists but maybe not dig holes at themselves that others don't see if that makes sense like I feel that a lot of people perhaps see flaws in themselves that may have been heightened by all of this because oh my gosh, I'm used to having my nails done every month and it's been five months, what, what, what do I do? This is embarrassing or whatever it may be for the particular person. So I feel that lockdown may have either made that worse for some people or maybe it made some people a little bit more confident and they've realised that they don't need it and that they are okay in their own skin. I don't know how that feels from a guy's perspective. I've had moments like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um... It's interesting, like you said, to, to hear it from a different perspective, like female perspective, because I suppose, like, yeah, you um, there were those kind of regular things you do, like might get your eye, you know, your nails done or your hair done, and things like that. Mm. Not as much, probably, you know, to do the things I usually do. So, like, yeah, you kind of like might have that routine and might, like I said, kind of connect with those parts of yourself, probably. Uh, Oh, you've frozen. I don't know if you can see me moving, but you've frozen for me. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you can hear me, but you like completely frozen on sound and image for me uh oh right so yeah I um yeah we're back now because my phone overheated so I had to uh <laughs> wait a sec but um <laughs> yeah yeah so i was i was gonna say like women and 
I haven't gone to get the nails done, I'm not be able to get the hair done. And they're kind of like, you know, those kind of parts of your confidence where you might feel, you know, a certain way when you get your nails done, your hair, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah kind of reconnect on those parts of yourself. Um, and you might be more comfortable, some, some people might be more comfortable now because they, ha- they haven't, they realised they haven't had to go and do that. They don't mind yeah. need to do that. Yeah. And I think some people may have seen, I, I, I've noticed this, I don't know if it's widespread or just sort of the people I follow. There's been, there's been quite a number of people who've started posting like fresh face selfies as they will label them. And it's nice to see so many people who maybe I've not even seen without makeup before showing themselves as themselves. And it's like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Like it's so great that she can see this in herself now, if that makes sense. And seeing different mm-hmm. sides to people i think it sort of makes people perhaps feel a little bit vulnerable because social media can be a nasty place like there are a lot of evil judgy comments that sometimes happen maybe not so much for our age group but just in general the internet can be a horrible place to be vulnerable in because mm. there are trolls as they get called and if your picture or whatever it may be happens to get the attention of people with that mindset it can one comment can ruin your whole week and oh, yeah. if you hear that on a day where you might not be having a great day it could just stay in your mind for ages and think oh my gosh everyone thinks i've got a massive nose or oh my gosh my eyebrows look terrible if they don't like it everyone must hate it or, or whatever it may be it could just be a tiny passive comment that then really sticks with people so it's nice to see people embracing themselves and not maybe ignoring those comments but if you see someone confident in their own skin it's harder to attack those people with negative comments because they're probably not going to care so it sort of deters the trolls away from them if that makes any sense <laughs> yeah 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 no it makes it makes perfect sense i think like like you said it's nice to see that kind of is it like that hashtag you know trend of like people not wear makeup and mm-hmm. kind of being, you know, being the opposite. Cause I think so many people, you know, aren't used to doing that, especially, you know, some people do on Facebook or whatever now and then, but I think yeah. with social media, you're, you can be judged, you know, based on a picture, you can be, you can be attacked, you know, you can, it's almost yeah. like a free open space for people to take a, you know, a cheap shot. And that yeah. happens and so you know there's yeah yeah and i've seen it and you know i think it's very very visible especially when you've got these posts with there's thousands of comments and you're scrolling through and you're like wow um but i think like you know you you have to be yourself and you know block that out in some way if you can um you know or just to filter it out you know just to see it and just try not to let it in Um, yeah definitely and I think with social media, it's difficult because everyone's it portrays an image of how you should be and what you should do and things like that. So people feel like they have to look a certain way based on how others are looking in the world. Yeah, all so, the popular hashtags or trends or whatever it may be. People feel that they have to jump on that bandwagon as a way of phrasing mm. it, I guess. It can be yeah. difficult. and But even with like um, bigger platforms that may not be individuals, it might be companies, so magazines or whatever, making people feel they've got to look a certain way. So a woman has to look a certain shape. A man's got to have a certain amount of muscle or his hair or facial hair has to be in a certain way. And I think a lot of people fall under those pressures. And 
a lot of those are fake a lot of them are edited or photoshopped so i feel like people feel e even with maybe not pictures of themselves pictures they may take of even their dogs or a walk they may have been on or a holiday snap or food or whatever it may be they feel they have to edit it to make it look good enough for others even though it looks great as it is i feel there's pressures there sometimes if that I don't know if that, if you ever feel like that. And, and I feel like it's sometimes, but I tr I'm trying to stay away from that. I'm trying to make things a little more just as they are. Because I know I definitely, not necessarily have had comments that are negative, but in my mind, I feel like sometimes I'm being judged, even if I'm not. So I feel like it's easy for people to fall into that mindset, even if it's not triggered directly at them. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, like, you know, we can post something and we can probably put a filter on it or something like that. And I think, you know, we, we can all do that sometimes. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, we try and always, we're always looking for the, the, the perfect kind of shot or the, the right kind of lighting or something like that. Yeah. And it can be automatic and you have to catch yourself sometimes. You're like, did I just put a colour on there for some reason like so I, I definitely do it sometimes but I think it just becomes so automatic I'm like you know did I really need to do that not really yeah it's almost like you have to think about not putting a filter on or if you don't put a filter on you feel mm. almost the need to put hashtag no filter everyone needs to know there's no filter on this because it's become a, a thing mm. in its own right by being so separate to the norm of all of the filters and editing. It's like we were talking about earlier um, with the photography I do. I'm by no means an expert at it. Like I, I know very little about it for the amount of photos I take. I tend to use my camera just on auto mode. I don't really know about the proper settings mm. to use. And the editing I do, I use sort of free apps to do it that you can just download from the Play Store or Apple Store. So I've never looked at Photoshop or anything like that. But I feel like for me, the whole perfectionism idea that is sort of not enforced on social media, it's just the way that it's sort of run. So I feel people think that everything's got to look perfect. So if I started editing things through things like Photoshop, I feel like I'd love it and I think I'd actually really enjoy it. But I know there'd be moments where even if a picture looked good in my head, I'd be like, wait, wait, no, I need to edit it some more. It need, it's not perfect enough yet. So I sort of worry that I'd fall into that mindset, which isn't the greatest mm. mindset to have. So I think that's what's held me back from doing it. But I need to just get over that. I'm trying to get past that point and think, no, it's fine. Like, it's good as it is. If, if that yeah. helps me to get to that place, hopefully it will. Because there's, there's a lot of photography pages yeah follow on Instagram and some of them are fantastic but there's also some that have taken it just with their phones and not even edited whatsoever and their photos are just as fantastic but it's a different mm. style or technique mm. or whatever it may be so it's just I don't know I think perhaps for me seeing some people's photography I think it's phenomenal and I sort of think oh mine has to be as good as theirs so mm. if I felt like mine wasn't as good as theirs I'd be disappointed in myself, even if other people did like my work, if, if that makes sense. So I think yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. no one's judging me negatively. I'm convincing myself that others will judge me negatively. But that's yeah. probably from social media too. Yeah, I think a lot comes down to it. You know, what it all comes down to is, I find, you know, we're, we're so 
caught up in what other people are going to think before yeah. we even post before we even post the stuff and when we post it you know our attention is the opinions of other people what are we what other people are going to think and half the time the people that we're never even going to meet the people that we don't even know yeah um, just just strangers just strangers we care about the opinions of strangers yeah which is which is pretty crazy and i think like it's just kind of like working on that and you know we're all we're all different we've all got i think you know experience that and it's just like i said just trying to like overcome that hurdle and yeah. i think it's normal to some extent um because i mean i i put I, like i said with, with editing pictures like you've got some like really great great photos and you, you what you take them on a canon is it what what cameras i've got my camera's away at the back of my wardrobe because i had a bit of a reshuffle yeah yeah don't worry sony rx10 mark 4 so that might mean something more to others it might not mean anything to some people but some of the photos i just take on my phone as well and then the thing is with the camera i've got it has the potential to take some absolutely fantastic shots and i've got um i've got a tripod and things like that but i've never used that yet either and i've had the camera for over a year so it's just stepping through that out of my comfort zone like when I, if i go walking quite a lot and i'll see other people with massive cameras or the massive lenses and i think oh my gosh i want to do that like they, they don't care that i'm walking past they don't care what i think and i need to get into the same mindset as them so i can actually make the most out of the camera that i've got because there is really big potential there and i know that i'd love it and I know, I think it's good that I'm aware that it's me holding me back, but it's just, I need to get that tiny little spark of confidence to just do it and then see where yeah. that takes me. Yeah, I think like, I mean, you, your camera sounds like a machine gun, by the way. So, so <laughs> I know, they have such long names, yeah. If, if, if someone, if you say, I've got a Sony Mark IV on my bag, people are like, what, is that a gun or something? <laughs> Um, like what can that do? Yeah, because <laughs> I think, like you said, like I mean, if I, if I can give any advice, is it's like me with the podcast. Like when I started doing this, I you know I didn't do it for about two years because I was scared of doing it. I was afraid of what people were going to think. Um, you know, so I just put it off. But you know, the it, the more you do something that's difficult, the easier it becomes. Yeah. And it's and just stepping thinking, into that unknown. Why did I wait so long? Okay. And then I might be thinking, why did I wait so long? Which I guess maybe you've experienced too, with you saying yeah. that you held back for a while. So, I mean, it's normal. I think we're all guilty of it to some extent. And it is, it is hard. It is difficult. But, and it is scary. But I think as well, when, you know, you, you'll see that, you know, you're, you're posting nice photos and they're really great. You know, some, they're all very different as well. Thank and I think, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, you're welcome. And I think like that will, you're, you're offering, you're providing value through what you're doing and people will like that. Yeah. If you know what I mean, that'll make probably a difference to someone's day if they see that or, you know, that'll inspire them to do it, to get out there. So it's all, you know, it's, it's quite a universal thing, you know, by you doing what you're doing, mm. someone else might be like doing photography and I'm like, oh shit, it's what, I'm going to get my camera and I'm going to do that more. Yeah. So it's, so it's that yin and yang, I think, with, you know, what you're doing and just how things work. I think, I, I know where you're coming from with that. I think for me, I find sort of the similar stages I'll get at where I might just be sat, not really doing anything. I've got a free day, but 
I do the typical thing of procrastinating. I'll just be scrolling and then I'll see, oh, someone's walking. That looks really nice. Where's that? And I'll go on the hashtag of wherever it may be and see other really nice photos of that particular place. And then I'll think, okay, I'm, I'm going to go there tomorrow. And then I go there. I love it. And then I'll take a photo. And then people who maybe following me. I've had messages before, for example, like, oh, whereabouts is this? This looks really nice. Or where'd you go walking? So I know that even if it's only one or two people, it it's helped how you've just suggested that maybe they want to get up and go to the same place or do a similar thing. So it's it's almost like a domino effect with this type with the type of photos I take, because they tend to be when I'm out walking or they might be of animals or of a little forest or somewhere in the peak or lake district. And people might not think of doing that but I think because everyone's been so tied up in lockdown and so restricted so many more people might jump on the same bandwagon of wanting to get out in nature wanting to go for a little walk wanting to take their dog or their kids or even on their own like walking on your own can be really nice too it's great having company but it's also something that if your friends are busy or your partner or if you're single like if you you can go and do it on your own it's, it doesn't have to be a group activity so it can get people more confident being out in the world on their own too which can be good it's helped me at times when my anxiety has been bad because I have anxiety and walking is the one thing that no matter how bad it is it makes me forget like I'll be walking even if it's like not too far I can go for a little walk, I'll see a robin or a squirrel and then I feel better, which probably sounds silly or like a child getting excited by squirrels. But for me, that's something that I know makes me feel better. And there's been moments where I've perhaps gone for a walk around Attenborough Nature Reserve and robins have flown down and fed from my hand. And for me, that was just, just a really special moment. And not a lot of people get to experience that because of the whole hustle and bustle and living the city life. You have to sort of slow yourself down. And I think if other people had moments like that, they might see it in a similar way. Because I think, yeah, escaping, city life's great, but I think sometimes escaping that and just connecting yourself to something a little bit more real can really change your mindset even if it's just for a few days and I think it can really help people if they're stressed out mm. yeah no I think that's a really good point and like I think like it does help your mental health doesn't it and it does make you feel better mm. you know by going for a walk um you know I, I used to have anxiety and things like that in the past yeah um I think like you know being around nature is very grounding and I think that's like one of the, the good things about nature and it's so important and like you said you know by by you going out you know you're going somewhere new you know you're doing something different yeah and you know you, you might connect with someone who's doing the same thing that you are yeah um, you find so many friendly people like as a rule you might get the odd person maybe on your street nodding a good morning to you but in general in cities that's not the norm but if you go for a walk in the forest or if you go for a walk mm. in the peak district every person that walks past you will say hello how are you you all right or give you at least a friendly nod like everyone yeah. seems more not more friendly that's probably sounds harsh to city life but it's um, almost like they're automatically in a community and they're mm. just it's like oh yeah i'm walking to you hi or oh we're out doing the same thing like it just sort of connects you to people who you never would have ever seen mm. so that's a nice part of it as well yeah you're kind of all on that same kind of like wavelength aren't you you just you know yeah. you're, you're you're you've got probably a bit more clarity in time and you, you know, because I think like in I mean, I, I live in Nottingham, 
for like 19 years and yeah so you it, know it, it, like the... yeah 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 so it's like you know you haven't almost got time because people are thinking about where they need to be next whereas if you're like on a walk or you're somewhere you're like you know you're in the you're more in the moment i think that's the word isn't Definitely. it you're you're in the moment more so you're Definitely. more connected yeah to and who you, you are and so you sort of like like you said like what you do next can be the mindset you have in a city where you're rushing around hopping from one thing to another and you might not even find five minutes to sit down and have a cup of tea but for me mm-hmm. at least when i'm out walking what feels like five minutes could be three hours or you know I'll, I, you lose yourself completely you, you lose track of time you're not in a rush and like you say you're in the moment and i think it it, it helps to calm me and I, I i've never felt bad even even if i felt tired it's always been a good tired after a long walk i've always yeah. felt better even if i wasn't having a bad day it's always uplifted me or made me feel more positive than i was feeling before i've been outside and it's it's different to the whole going for a walk in the city because although it's still exercise it's different walking in nature than it is to walking along a main road where there's lorries and sirens and beeping and car fumes and people shouting or whatever it may be it's a completely sort of different mindset that you get in when you walk away from all of that hustle and bustle to just maybe your commute to work so i think it's definitely something i'd recommend people to do even if it's just a little one they could just go for a walk around their local park they don't have to drive out miles and do a big 16 mile hike like start off with little steps and i think it's surprising what it can do for people yeah no i completely agree that's a really good point like you know like yeah, it's exercising and walking like around a city is okay, but I think like you said, it's nice when you're around nature and greenery and trees, like trees are very grounding. Yeah. Um, and you know, like in Nottingham you've got Woolerton Hall. I mean, you've got quite a few nice places in, in Nottingham. Yeah, there's lots of them dotted around. So there's not like one massive green space, but we've got lots of small green spaces. So like Woolerton Hall, like you said, or Newstead Abbey, which is sort of between Notts and Mansfield. Um, mm. There's Attenborough Nature Reserve, which is sort of more beastern way. So they're all different mm. sides of the city. Mm. But and, and you can either walk through bits of woodland, you can walk where there are lakes, you can walk where there's a pond, or you can walk where there's a bit of both. And where the places like that are, there's usually... Yeah, high fields, exactly. And that's got things for the kids. So you can go out as a family without the kids getting bored because there's a little play area or they can feed the ducks or whatever it may be. So even those with children who may feel restricted on that type of thing, there are places that suit that type of life as well, that type of lifestyle and those needs. So it's something for everybody. And you can choose how far you walk. So what your physical ability is can be adhered to as well. You don't Mm. have think oh no will I be able to make it up back down again if I walk up that hill or whatever it may be because there's always an alternative route you may be able to do yeah so I think that's good for people as well yeah no I see and with like your photography you could uh you could get Connor and he could like you know use him as like a, a test on me kind of thing like you could like test out the <laughs> yeah. camera and get a few go to you know get a few locations and stuff Oh, it's really sweet what he's done because obviously he's quite active with his karate and he does he goes to the gym a lot. Obviously, lockdown, he's not been able to gym, but he's been doing his um, teaching of karate via Zoom. Like, you know, so he's still been able to do that, but he'd never really been on walks before and he knows how much I love it. So we got some walking boots and I've only taken him on two so far 
after which he's been knackered on both, but he still enjoyed himself. So I'm sneaking into it slowly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's awesome. For him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good. I think, like, yeah. you, and when you're both doing it as well and you're with someone, you're doing something that you enjoy, it's nice to see when, you know, when they enjoy it as well and they get into it. Yeah, it's, um, Yeah, no, that's nice. I think, like, I think where else is it bluebell woods is that a place yeah there's bluebell woods um you can also go there's a little place called stoke Baldoff, and you can walk all the way to netherfield lagoons if you go one way or if you walk the other way it takes you to sort of gunthorpe which is more nottinghamshire than nottingham but you can either walk you, it's a walk along the trent and you can either where the lagoons are there's like a little bit of a nature reserve there so there's always lots of bird life occasionally you might see the odd wild deer um if you walk the other way towards gunthorpe you can sometimes see otters i've only ever seen one otter unfortunately and i didn't have my camera wow. on that what the one day i see one i didn't have my camera but at least i wow. had that moment and there was no one else around so it was like i yeah. felt like i had this moment with this very rare hardly ever seen little animal and look even little things like that just feel really special or seeing, I saw my first woodpecker during lockdown because I went for a really long walk. No one else was around because, of course, a lot of people haven't been going out and about as often. And I could hear this weird bird call that I'd never heard before. So I just, I was like, well, I'm not in a rush. Let me just wait around a little. And eventually I sort of tracked down to what area it was in, saw my first woodpecker. So even little things like that, which might sound not so much a big deal to other people, to me, that was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen one before. Like, they're hardly ever seen. It's not the same as seeing like a duck or a cat or a dog. It's a rare sighting. So for me, little things like that have been really nice during lockdown. I've seen perhaps more wildlife in England than I've seen. In places I've travelled to, obviously there's different types of wildlife everywhere. But usually all you see in England is pigeons. So it's nice to spot the rarer things, I think, when you're out on walks like that. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think that's really, like, what people, people have seen more wildlife, haven't they, um, over lockdown? Because they've, they've, there hasn't been as many cars and people about, so they kind of come more inwards. Even abroad, I think in Italy they had dolphins coming into the canals of, like, Venice and areas like that. And there's been places where deer have come out of the woodlands into the villages and stuff where people hardly ever see them and they're just sort of eating the flowers out of people's front gardens but it shows you how quickly nature can be saved like with this whole global warming thing in just a few months china's had blue skies for the first time in years and the canals in venice have cleared because they're not as polluted by frequent boat use so it shows how quickly actually we can turn things around if people have the mindset to do so. So I think that's really nice too. No, I totally agree. I think like, um, so I've got someone drilling outside. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I totally agree. I think like people, people, you know, aren't using cars as much, are they? So, mm. you know, certain things are like helping the environment, you know, helping, Definitely. you know, and I think it's really, really positive and I think you know, people can take a lot from it and you know think more about you know how to go about things yeah and like what you said like sorry no no carry on it's okay <laughs> I said like yeah I mean like with nature and like you said the woodpecker and the otter 
like it's, it's quite rare isn't it to see certain animals i think it makes you appreciate nature and stuff as well because like, i remember like mm-hmm. i've heard you know an owl near me sometimes oh yeah and it's like wow yeah I bet you get a lot more. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much you really get with you know with you living so close to the coast. I suppose it's more difficult for you to see certain things because it limits what can really live there. But it must be nice to be during lockdown. Those big empty beaches in Cornwall must have been gorgeous because I know you've been taking your dogs out for walks and stuff. They must have loved having the beaches to themselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I took them. I took them on the golf course actually a few times. Oh really? Oh, Probably shouldn't have done that, but um, <laughs> it's not in use. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been nice. I mean, it, it is it is really weird. It, it, I think when sometimes when the, when when you're in empty spaces, it, you see it in a different light, don't you? I suppose you probably saw that on walks, in yeah. places you went. Yeah, emptier places because even if there's normally only a handful of people, seeing somewhere completely empty, it's almost eerie but not necessarily in a bad way just a oh this is a bit different like the city center because i live not too far from it i've not Mm. really ventured into town during lockdown because i've had no need to um but i sort of walked past it to get onto the canal and seeing the city center completely empty on a weekday daytime was so bizarre so bizarre normally it's thriving every day even even without it being a weekend, there's normally like hundreds of people dotted around and seeing that completely empty was very strange. It was like a ghost town. Gosh, that, that is crazy. I, mean, I bet it felt weird. Like I remember when I was driving, I was driving through the dual carriageway. There's a place called Truro, like the nearest town to me, like the big town. Yeah. It's called Truro and I was driving there on the dual carriageway and it was like, day before lockdown and there was like I think hardly any cars on the road and like the petrol station there was no one around and I was like this is it night time <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah is it night time was that something like the walking dead I was like I'm like the only car on the road like it's really strange I know what you mean about the walking dead it has felt sort of like a weird post-apocalyptic zombie movie where all the streets are empty and it's like oh what was that sound <laughs> It's very strange. And now all yeah. of a sudden, like now that some things have eased up, it's it's so bizarre. It's hard to know which rules to follow and which ones are gonna change and which ones are gonna stay the same. Like supermarkets still seem really regimented, but then other shops just seem to be working as normal and some pubs are absolutely heaving. I've not ventured out to a pub just yet, because it's been a bit chaotic from the pictures and videos I've seen like around social media or on the news. But of course people are going to want to do that. They've been pretty much, not locked up, but confined for so long. All of a sudden they're going to jump at the opportunity to see their friends or their family, I suppose. But it's hard to know which way to go about it. We're all desperate to see each other, but how safe is it? How safe isn't it? It's not knowing what boundaries to cross, which rules are okay. Why is there one rule here, but the opposite rule in this place? So I think a lot of people are in a very strange mindset at the moment and don't quite know what's okay yeah. to do. Yeah, it's it's a bit up in the air. I think, you know, the government's advice has been a bit all over the place. So people, mm. I think some people have given up. They're doing their own thing. Some people <laughs> are like, you know, going along with it. It's yeah. all very up in the air. I mean, we, I think we've, Compared to some countries, we've been quite relaxed. I mean, I was talking yeah. to one lady 
who said she couldn't go out for, for three days. You have to have a permit to go to the shop. You go to the shop, get your stuff, and then you you go back to your flat and you can't go out for another three days. So you need to go out and get what you can. And that was oh, a lady in the that was in the, that's in Dubai. Yeah, they've been very strict anyway. Different countries, yeah, they're strict there anyway. So I can imagine with a rule like this, they'd be quite strict with it. I know that in Italy there were a lot of issues. Like a lot of people would because they couldn't go out at all. I think similar to who you were just talking about, they had to have permission to go to the shop or to the pharmacy. But apart from that, they had to stay inside. They didn't get the. I know originally we all got like the allotted time to have exercise for one hour. They didn't even get that. So some people were trying to sneak out, but then they had, I think, patrols in certain cities at least where police or some level of authority would be waiting to catch people doing that. But I think they've been very lenient here. I don't think as many people have been fined as maybe should have been. Whereas other countries, some mm. people have gone to prison for it or have had other yeah. types of punishment. And it's it's so weird to see how many countries have dealt with it in such different ways for the same thing. Mm. And it, the rules have just been bizarre. But yeah, they, they've been a bit all over the place, haven't they? I know, like now they're saying on the twenty fourth of July, I think it is, you have to wear masks in shops, yeah. in supermarkets. But the thing is, although they're doing that, restaurants are remaining open. You can't wear a mask in a restaurant because you then can't eat or drink, and pubs are going to stay open. So I think a lot of people feel quite conflicted with the. Hang on a minute, how come I can't go to Tesco's to grab some milk? without a mask but I can sit in a pub for two hours and not have to wear one like they just seem very well contradictory I guess like if it's if it's still so unsafe that masks are going to become compulsory that should surely be in all establishments where there's crowds of people but it's I think that's making people a little uneasy at least especially in the big cities where maybe shops are slightly larger than they might be in villages or smaller towns I think no one knows what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit up in the air. Just, just make your own rules up, isn't it? Yeah. And then there's a lot of people that, like, when they had, um, when the BLM protests were sort of bigger and all happening at similar times, people were furious about that. Of how dare people meet in a group? But those same people are going to pubs in groups, and it's like you, you can't just don't be a hypocrite like you're either okay with crowds or you're not but at least the blm was about an important movement something that actually matters in the long run a pint in a pub doesn't matter that much in the long run you can wait till next saturday or whatever it may be so i think it's there's been a lot of online conflict at least of people saying one thing maybe acting another way okaying one thing not okaying another thing and it's I think people have fallen out quite badly over it, to be honest. Like, there's been a lot of arguments I've seen on Facebook, which is a sad place to argue, but it happens if we're all separate, I guess. It's bizarre. It's like constant yeah. entertainment, just seeing debates every day and every political movement that's going on. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's a lot of... I think you see the worst and best in people throughout yeah. times of crisis, and I think, like, there's been so much stuff on the internet and social media. Um, you know, lots of movements, lots of discussions, things like that. Yeah. Um, there's a comedian I like called Andrew Schultz. Have you seen him? Andrew Schultz. The name rings a bell, so I may have he, seen something in the past. He's, he's, on, in, yeah, he's on Instagram. He, he puts these funny videos on. 
where he talks yeah. about like Black Lives Matter and he talks about different things going on. Mm. And he kind of puts it in a nutshell in like a six minute video. Um, so says he, it how I've, it is sort of thing. says it how it is, yeah. And he calls <laughs> out celebrities and stuff like that. And yeah. It's, you know, so I think like there has been good things that have come out of this whole situation. I think there's been bad things, but that's it's that yin and yang, isn't it? You can't have one without the other, I think. Mm. So. Well, I think like, like, like you were saying, um, it's sort of both sides of a coin. So it has caused a lot of conflict in some ways because different people, of course, different people are going to respond to the virus differently. But with people being apart, things like Zoom or FaceTime or social media, as dark as it can be, have become areas of safety or sort of where people can come together. And people have had Zoom parties, for example. So if you can't see your friend for four months, you can still have a video chat with them or and have your glasses of wine or whatever it may be and play games through Zoom. And although it's not quite the same, it's still kept people connected. And I think there's been a lot of networking on Instagram in particular, I've noticed, where people might have gotten into a new hobby or they might have seen a recipe. So then they're trying it out themselves and then sharing it to their friends. Or I've noticed one good thing. A lot of people seem to be shopping independently. So from like the little smaller businesses, so I think that because a lot of them, of course, have shut down during this. So I think social media has been a lifesaver for some small businesses, whether it be them selling like candles or, or wax melts or maybe it's clothes that they've made themselves or little homeware things, whatever it may be. I think social media has been brilliant for that type of thing. But then there's the negative side, too. So it's depends which way you look at it, I guess. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think, like, it's a good point. It's like, you know, there's a negative to it and then there's a positive, you know, like, a lot of businesses, businesses have been able to stay afloat through, like, social media and doing that. Yeah, so, fantastic. Yeah, or it's, even start-up. Like, mm. obviously, a lot of people have lost their jobs, whether it's through the virus or whether it's because the companies have gone down. At, at my last day, at my job was Friday just gone, so at the minute, I'm looking for work. But if there's people applying for a job with five roles say there's normally 20 applicants there's now a couple of hundred applicants because there's so many people in situations where they're without jobs so i think social media has been a great place for people to come and talk to about it it's almost become a type of forum and i'm in a couple of group chats where people are sending each other like whether it's just like cheesy memes where it's got like positive affirmations or quotes on or they'll say oh i've seen this job i think you'd be good at that or you know, everyone's supporting each other and lifting each other up. So although it's a really negative place to be, I think it's also brought people together and everyone's so much more supportive. There's so many community pages on Facebook where people are sort of collecting food for people that have lost their jobs and can't afford it or whatever it may be. And I think that's been brilliant. That's been something that people never would have been bothered about before. Normally, as, as soon as people hear the word donation or charity or can you help, they sort of come up with an excuse and run away. So I think it's nice that everyone's so on board with it and everyone's being so supportive and neighbourly, I guess, and a part of the community. It's, it's nice seeing that sort of thing, how nice. It's like a, seeing human nature from a different way. Like humanity now has faith restored by so many people, which is good. And hopefully yeah. that can last after the virus is gone, if it ever disappears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, like I said, there's lots of groups on Facebook and social media that 
of positive and there's that kind of community feel to it especially yeah. probably more so people are more connected and things from this i had a friend i've got a friend um who's flat got caught fire i lived in like um that that, that mill building and um yeah the caught fire he lived there and he's 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 got you know his own place with his girlfriend now um but like the donations that were given you know to people through that and clothes yeah. donated and things like that you know it's crazy you know it's really positive but um it's nice to see you know it's nice to see positive things coming out of this and i think that's what you need to focus focus on isn't it more than news and the negative side yeah well it's like i said to you the other day it's But um, but no, Ellie, it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you and having you on the podcast. And thank you for I, having I, me. Yeah, I've really really appreciate it. I'm sorry about my my phone overheating and everything. Oh, it's okay. My mine cut out as well. Technical yeah, yeah. problems. Eh? Technology. Yeah, yeah. Down. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but um, no, it's okay. Yeah, but no, all the best with what you're doing and your photography and everything. And thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I hope it all works out for you. I think you're doing a great job, and just keep on doing it. Um, same with your podcasts yeah because you're yeah. almost 100 now aren't you so you're almost at the yeah. first milestone yeah yeah that's it yeah. so almost Not there I really, but no i really appreciate it and like um okay. i hope you know i hope things work out job-wise for you as well and just give Thank it time you. yeah there will be something in the yeah. end like i say there's so many people in the same boat as me that things are just going to take a bit longer so we'll yeah, all yeah. get there it's just how long it takes that's all yeah yeah we'll, we'll no, make it, it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but um but yeah no keep keep, keep at it and i really yeah. really been really good talking to you then and you too yeah right we'll yeah. stay and talk <laughs> yeah of course you you take care and have a nice day all right you too take care, you take care. Right, bye. Yeah. bye 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 <laughs>